This talk is from our series on Covenant. Journey with us as we ask what does Covenant mean and what relevance does it have in our relationship with Jesus. For more information, other resources and media, please visit citychurchleads.net How exciting! Hey, is that powerful or what? I tell you what, so we're starting now our 10-week series on covenant and there's going to be a little break for Christmas and stuff in between so we'll we'll kind of do half of it and then recommence in the new year. Covenant is one of the foundational theologies if if you if you like or one of the foundational things that we really hold on to as a people at City Church Leeds that together with restoration and that together with his kingdom all those things are tied in together and so we decided we're going to focus in on covenant because God told us that would be a good thing to do and if God tells you to do it you kind of go ahead and do it but before I kind of move on and and my job this morning is really simple actually I'm just going to give you an overview of the series. That's it. It's pretty simple to give you a little bit of a taster of what's coming up. On your tables, uh, or not even on your tables, you should have been given them as you came in, was a little postcard that has covenant on it. On the back of those cards, could you look to the back of your cards? And there's a timetable of who is presenting what and when. There may be changes, you know, sometimes that happens and the Holy Spirit says, no, I, do, I want you to do it this week and, or that week. But for the moment, this is what we're, we're going with. So you'll have names and you'll have simple subject headings on there. Uh, And next to that subject heading is a kind of a first line of potentially what it is and what it's all about. What I'm going to ask you to do now, and this is one of the reasons why we have the tables like we have them, one of the things we like to do because we have the tables is for us to discuss and to talk about things. And so we're not just kind of sitting there passively and feeding from the front, but actually we're contributing to our own, our own learning, our own wisdom. Uh, and this is what we do. This is what we do a lot. So if you're a visitor here, we do this pretty much every week. And it just gets us thinking. And also because it gets you thinking and you're not just listening passively, um, you tend to remember stuff a lot better. So our tabletop discussion this morning is just going to be around this simple question. You can't see it too well on there. I'm sorry about that. But it does say, what is covenant. What is covenant? Covenant sounds like a very old-fashioned word, but it's a very relevant word. Uh, And what I'd like us to do now is to take some time, and maybe 15 minutes, something like that, come together in tables if there's just two of you, maybe join somebody else, and talk about what is covenant. And even if you haven't got a clue what covenant is, have a guess. Have a think what it could possibly mean. The reason why I've given you those cards at the beginning is that they kind of give you some clues as to what it is. So what you could do is use those cards as a kind of, um, a kind of a signpost, an indication of what you could, be, you could be talking about. So we're going to do that now, and I'm going to give you that, and then we're going to feed back. And as you feed back, we're going to present some of your kind of suggestions, your, your thoughts and ideas on the big screen there so you can see them. Let's do that now. We'll put some music on. You can go ahead. You can move now if you like. Well, can you see this okay? Yep, we can see that. Okay, all right. Can I have a volunteer who doesn't mind running around the hall here? Oh, magnificent, magnificent. Okay, so we've got the lovely Jess Cordy. Um, when you've got something you want to share, just stick it in your hand and Jess will run to you and we'll try and write those things down on here as well. Okay, so who's going to be brave? Who's going to be the first person to start the floodgates and open the floodgates and what have you? Who's going to share some of the things about Covenant? Um. A covenant is an agreement that can't be broken. Um, There's no get-out clause, although we sometimes think there is. Ah, 
Okay, good. There's no get-out clause, but sometimes we think there is. There we are. I like that. Can you write that down as well? When we break bread, we're remembering the new covenant with God. Wonderful. So when we break bread, we're remembering the new covenant. Okay, anything else from your table? Hilary, anything else from your table? Okay, all right. Okay, so let's somebody else stick up your hand. Do you want one, one thing or a few things? Give us a couple of things, yeah. Right. Otherwise, this will be very quick. And okay. My um, system will break. Yep. <laughs> uh, covenant um, does not necessarily have to be uh, use the word covenant, like in Genesis 2. Um, if you do this, there will be life. If you do, do this other thing, there will be death. That's referred to in Genesis 9 as well, about God's covenant with Noah as well, and repeats that uh, yeah. kind of go into uh, all the earth and so on. And uh, um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so it, we recognize that it's, uh, it, it, it is a commitment and that it's abandoning the right to quit. Abandoning the right to quit. You've got that one, eh? Very good. I like that. Okay, so who else? Paul behind you, Jess. It's um, a promise based in in the context of a relationship. It's not just a, an agreement in the sense of so it's much deeper. superficial level. It's, it's, right. a, it's a deep relationship-based agreement and promise between two parties. Super. We were talking about how, in the modern sense, a word that people might prefer would be something like contract, that it's binding both ways. Mm. Um, and then we were remembering that because Jesus said this is my blood of the new covenant, that actually that echoes back to all the other times where we know of covenants that God has made in the past that remind us of how binding his promises are. Wonderful. <laughs> and um, we were looking at Zechariah's prophecy, which is one of the places in the New Testament where the word covenant is made. Uh, used um, and again it's remain it's remembering stuff to remember his holy covenant the oath because we were we were struggling with what the word covenant meant in the modern yeah, and yeah, oath sure. is something again that we are, yeah. we, we understand that it's it's more than just a oh yeah I'll help you next week like a kind of vague promise it's a binding kind of on Wonderful. the bible kind of yeah. promise um, and and so this this idea that he swore it to our father Abraham and it reminds us, again, there's these reminders of all the other covenants in the new covenant. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, it made sense. It made sense. We've wrote some good notes down there. Okay, another table. I'm just going to let... Over here. Over here. While the word's catching up. You're doing a sterling job. Well done. <laughs> okay. Um, we, one of the things we were talking about was that covenant, um, we have a poor picture of covenant on earth. We, have, we do get it. Marriage is a covenant. Uh, but we don't... I don't think we're able, or it will, it's very rarely able to take it where God takes it, which is where when I break it, he holds it. Because um, we tend to, when it says, like even with a commitment, abandoning the right to quit, we still think two parties involved. Mm. If the person quits, I have a right to stand back, and, and God doesn't take that right, and it's that... God never quits. Yeah. It, it, just that subtle difference, which is... Yeah. Um, subtle, but so... So, so amazing, yeah, amazing. <laughs> when you think about it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah, I don't know how to put that down, uh, Derek. Um. <laughs> Derek will work it out. <laughs> Subtle difference, maybe. There we go. Okay, that's good. Okay. okay. Um, we also talked about covenant marriage as a covenant. Um, we talked about how 
marriage technically is a legal binding thing, but when you get married, it's, you don't see it as a legal thing. You don't say, oh, well, I've got to keep loving this person because I signed a paper to say that I did. You keep loving them because you love them and because yeah. you're in relationship yeah. with them. And that covenant's something that, although it's binding, it's, we continue out of a relationship Wonderful. Um, with the person that we're in yeah. covenant with. That's great. That's really good. Any more on that table? We'll come God to you. only deals with us in covenant. Okay. And covenant, covenant is a heart decision. Great. I love it. Succinct to the point. I like that. Yeah. Did you get those things down? You get in there. And we've got John over here. Thank you, Kevin. That's great. Um, we, we were smiling here because all is the above. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's such a deep topic, isn't it? Um, but here, we'll throw this one in. Um, covenant has terms and conditions, promises and consequences. Great. Wonderful. I thought you were going to expand on that further, but no, no. I like that as well. So has anybody left? Um, Stu, your table. Pat, you've got one more. Okay, can you just uh, John first, and then we'll, we'll come back to this table. Uh, it's the opposite or antithesis of independence. Uh, and although it might seem to limit your freedom, actually it's the entrance to freedom and, and life. Fantastic. That's good. That's very, very good. I'm not going to try and open these up any further than what the ideas are that are coming out as we're, we're going around, simply because we've got 10 weeks to unpack these things. Um, Dr. Fiona on our table, who's very clever, said that um, <laughs> the, root, the roots of the word in English, co, yeah. is, means together. Yeah. And, you know, from the French, venir, or from the Latin, veni, it means yeah. to go, to yeah. walk together, Wonderful. or to come together. So it's that, it's that relational yeah, element of it again. Good. Very good. Did you get that down, Derek? Yeah. That is very good. I like it. <laughs> okay, is that everybody? Anybody else feel they want to share something that's not been added? Uh, Kevin's got another succinct reply at the back. Very succinct, yeah. In the Bible, uh, there's no covenant without the shedding of blood. So it always starts with the shedding of blood. Very good, very good. Okay, is that it? Is that everybody? Okay, so let's just review then. So if we can scroll up, let's just review some of these notes, and I'm not going to open them too much at all. So we've talked about covenant being an unbreakable agreement, no get-out clause. Uh, when we break bread, we remember the covenant with God. Uh, covenant is a commitment abandoning the right to quit. Uh, a deep relationship based on agreement between two parties. Uh, it's a binding promise, i.e. Uh, Abraham, etc. God does not see quitting as an option, even when we might. That's very powerful. Uh, covenant, i.e. marriage, not out of a legal duty, but out of a love for each other. God only deals with us in covenant, and it is a heart decision. It has terms and conditions, promises and consequences. Covenant is the opposite of independence. It doesn't limit opens us up to freedom um, and the root co to come together to walk together a very relational element to covenant and then a very powerful statement biblically no covenant without the shedding of blood thank you so much for thinking about that for talking that through um, it is a huge huge subject and that's why we're giving it quite a few weeks to talk through but even then 
it's not going to be long enough to truly unpack, but hopefully we'll be able to get to some, you know, the roots of some of uh, those, those points that were displayed a few moments ago. So let's just give a definition. And this is a, a Google definition, not a Wikipedia definition. You know how much I love Wikipedia. Covenant, an agreement, a contract drawn up by blood, a clause in a contract. And four, this one I really like, an agreement that brings about a relationship of commitment between God and his people. So what I'm going to share now, just, just go through the contents, basically, of each week that are coming up and just open up very slightly. So next week, we've got a gentleman called Adam McEwen talking. He's going to talk about the subject of, of, of eternal, that covenant begins and ends with God. God's own nature is covenant. The Godhead is the theology and the pattern for covenant. I always, I, I, just to go off these notes, I always love, in my head, I kind of picture the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that are the Godhead that they relate to each other in such a submissive and intimate way that it's like a, it's like a dance. And one takes the lead, and then the other takes the lead, and then the other takes the lead, and each one submitting to the other. And so they're holding, you know those kind of playground games you used to play, we used to hold each other and kind of run around like that. And, and, and if you weren't holding each other in tension, you would fall away. And so it relied on each and every one of you to be there, to hold each other, and then you could freely spin around and kind of, almost fall backwards but not quite because everybody was contributing to the whole and that's kind of how I see the Godhead. Then we got John who's going to talk about blood. So we're going to get right into the, the nitty-gritty right after talking about the eternal of God and the blood covenant is a common revelation and it is understood pretty much in every culture. There is a blood covenant pretty much in every culture of, of past and present. Um, the Bible speaks the language of covenant Hence the, the Lamb of God being sacrificed. It's the language of communion, of relationship. And if it's cost Jesus, it will cost us. Um, there's a, there's a, a wonderful talking about cultures across the world, kind of still, you know, in this uh, blood covenant, you know, the blood being the beginning of covenant. One of the things I've learned of late that there are, there are some cultures that when they marry, um, they, they kind of cut the bottom of their thumb. And then what, so it's a pretty nasty kind of cut, and they cut the bottom of the thumb. And then what they'll do is they'll take other kind of stuff, and they'll rub it in to the thumb. And they'll do that for, for days and days, and you know, maybe even weeks. And they'll just, they'll keep it raw and red. And then what they'll do is they'll leave it to heal, but because, <laughs> all the faces, <laughs> because, because they've done that, it, it, it comes up with a huge red well, and then eventually it heals into a very prominent scar. And what that means is that wherever you go then and wherever you do, people know that you are married. They know that you are together with somebody. And guess what? They can't take it off. It's there for life. They are in covenant. There's no quitting. There's no getting out of it. It's there, visible. The only way they could do is cut off their thumb, which you probably wouldn't want to do. But it's there. And even then, people might know, well, you've cut off your thumb. Oh, what does that mean? Uh, so in our society, we've, we, you know, we've, we've reduced it to kind of a metal ring, as lovely and wonderful as this is. But we need to make sure that we keep it on. And that's a sign of our covenant. Then I'm going to speak on hesed. Can anybody just shout out what hesed is? What does it mean? Agape, remembrance. You've read it off the back of the card. There was the clue, you see. Nobody else took it up on that. So three points to you, Jess. So it's about remembering. It represents the unfailing love, the loyalty of God towards mankind. And then it means so, so much more than that. Hesed just represents 
the love of God, the unfathomable, mysterious, deep love of God that we can only begin to scratch the surface on. Hesed, or in the New Testament, agape. And then Ben over here, he's going he's gonna to take charge of a week that we've called Covenant, which maybe we should have thought of a bit more of an imaginative title. Um, but his sub- subtitle to that is more than a contract. It is more than a contract. Although we, and some of the things that have been said this morning, it is recognized in some ways like a contract. It is so much more than that. And it's about not what I can get, but what can I give. It's about manifesting a heavenly family governed by love. Love with a purpose, kingdom, fullness, unity, wholeness. And very importantly, it's about unity in diversity. Covenant is there to bring, bring two different parties together. You, uh, covenant is for differences, not generally for the sameness. Because if you were the same, you would do it anyway. Covenant brings two differences together because you've set yourself this, this covenant, this binding agreement between the two parties. And again, I'm sure over the weeks we're going to go more into that. And then Patricia Gray is going to... <laughs> is going to talk about the practice, the love of God, the grace of Christ, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. She touched upon this in her talk a number of weeks ago, and we thought it was so powerful that we'd ask her to kind of bring that aspect of her talk back in and, and just explain it a bit more, open it up a bit more. And then we're going to go on to culture, and Sarah Ayres, again, over here, she's going to talk about culture and the covenant, true covenant, the kind that we're really trying to get ahead around is countercultural. Our relationship with him is inclusive of others who are also in a relationship with him. I will be their God. They will be my people. The modern Western religious mind shaped by culture of competition and ruthless individualism struggles with the idea of community and mutual responsibility. It's going to talk about needing to rediscover our corporiety and that recognizing our thoughts are shaped by our culture, e.g. independence, uh, futility thinking, living as the Gentiles do, and you can read that in Ephesians 4. We've over-personalized scriptures, but kingdom culture means that we need each other, and we can't do it alone. It's that individualism versus individuality, and she's going to go more into that. Either John Casey or Stu is going to talk about friendship, and I'm thinking it's still Stu, so we maybe have to talk about that afterwards, but friendship, it's a profound truth in a simple word, and theologically, It's important to be able to express these profound truths in very simple words. And so the question that maybe Stu's going to help us ask and answer is, can covenant relationship be clearly expressed through the biblical idea of friendship? And then finally, John is going to end by talking about Hebrews. Hebrews talks of a better covenant. He's going to link us back to the eternal covenant. Jesus, the radiant Son, superior to the angels, the great high priest, the apostle of our faith, unblemished sacrifice and mediator of the new covenant, is himself the covenant. And his commission is to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release those from the dungeon, uh, release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. I'm seriously not going to go any further into those things, other than to say that covenant is so so important, so powerful, so integral to who we are as a people. And I don't just mean us here, but every Christian believer across the world, we're all covenanted together. When we give ourselves to Christ, you are my brother, you are my sister, regardless where you are in the world. And I have a responsibility to you, and you have a responsibility to me. We are part of that covenant. 
that new covenant. So it's so, so powerful. So can we just stand to our feet? And I'm going to pray that... I'm just going to pray. I want, to, I want us to pray that as we go through these next 10 weeks, that God really reveals covenant to us in, in so much more than just a learning way. And, you know, we receive and we, we take notes, but it becomes a, re, a heart choice to be in covenant. I think somebody said that, didn't they? A choice of the heart. So, Father God, will you help us over the coming weeks, Lord God, just understand this covenant, Father God, this wonderful, beautiful covenant, that you instigated, Lord God, this thing of which we're now a part of, Lord God. Father, let every ear that hears your words over the next number of weeks, Father God, receive it, but then also digest it. Let it become a heart attitude, Lord God. Let there, no heart, let there be no hearts that are hardened towards your truth, Lord God, your covenant truth. Let every heart that is hearing the words be open, to what you have to say to us, Father God. And Lord and the Holy Spirit, will you, will you help us understand it in a way that is beyond just cerebral knowledge, Holy Spirit? Will you help us truly and begin to, 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 to move and to shape what this covenant relationship between you and between us really is all about, Lord God? So Father, we submit the next, this series to you, Father. Will you bless it? Will you help us move forward And help us begin to understand. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful and brilliant name. Amen.